0: is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Good morning and welcome to all of those of you who are watching us this morning. If you're watching us on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or you are engaging within our live chat room found on our church website, I want to say welcome to St. Paul Baptist Church Online. Our digital ministers and social media influence. Are ready to engage along with you this morning. So, just real quick, we want to invite all of you to share this experience with others. So, if you're watching on Facebook, we want you to share to your personal timeline. You can also tag those whom you want to invite within the post. If you are on YouTube, I want you to subscribe to our channel and then text the link to this worship service to your personal network. And if you are in the chat room or on our church website, I want you to click on the invite button in your chat window to share this experience with others. Brothers and sisters, welcome to St. Paul Baptist Church. I'm going to ask Minister Jeffrey Stevenson to come now. He is going to lead us in worship. But before he comes, I want us to put our glad hands together because we're excited about church this morning. You can do a whole lot better than that if you're here with us today. Why don't you you put your hands together because this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Minister
1: Standing on your feet all over this place this morning. Standing on your feet, and not only on your feet, but putting your hands together to give God a hand clap of praise this morning. I believe that God deserves all of our praise and our admiration. Somebody should just declare right now that I thank God for being the God of my life. I thank God because you brought me through another week, God, into this space. And because you brought me to this space, I will give you all the praise and the honor right now. You God, for just being God of my life. Our call to worship this morning comes from Psalms 100. I can't think of anything better to come from on a rainy Sunday morning because it says, "Make a joyful shout unto the Lord, all ye lands; serve the Lord with gladness." Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people. That means we're still his people, whether it's sunshine or whether it's rain. It doesn't matter if there's clouds outside because I'm a child of God. Then I will serve and lift God at all times. Join us in our opening hymn, God of our fathers. 12, beginning at the first verse and it reads I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice wholly acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let us go towards God. Creative life. Your children are gathered in your house to encounter you anew. Our souls thirst for a life affirming experience in this sanctuary this morning. We need your presence to flood this sanctuary in unexpected ways. Surprise us with the release of your glory. To the end that people will be saved, minds will be opened, faith will be increased, bodies will be healed, families will be restored, and love will be the order of the day. Because you are omnipresent, there is no need for us to invite you into this worship service. Because you inhabit our every moment of our lives. Stir up your glory, God. Stir up your glory and our good. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated.
0: we? Come on, you can do better than that. We serve a mighty God. He's a mighty God. If you believe that he's a mighty God, you ought to stand to your feet. You ought to put your hands together. You ought to thank the Lord. You ought to thank the Lord that because of him, we move and breathe and have our being. We ought to thank the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord on our We don't know where we would be. We thank the Lord this morning for being in the atmosphere. We thank the Lord for being with us each and every day. We thank the Lord if it had not been for God on our side. We don't know where we would be. He's a mighty God. Come on, do you believe he's a mighty God? Oh, I need to see the people that believe. about all of the things that you've gone through in your life, you didn't know how you were going to make it. God, and I believe that all of us can attest to the fact that we serve a mighty God. Good morning, St. Paul. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. Come on, come on. If you're at home and you're watching us, we want you to praise God right where you are. I want to welcome those of you who are visiting with us today. If you are here visiting with us for the first time, why don't you wave your hand? Let us know that you're here. I see your hands. I see your hands. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on, everybody. Let's thank God for all of our visitors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I understand that um, we have the president of Barbara Scotia here with us. If you're here, would you please stand? Let us see you. Oh, I see you. I see you. Come on, everybody. This is the president of Barbara Scotia College. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Come on, come on, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being here and worshiping with us. I welcome you on behalf of the senior pastor of this great church, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Would you put your hands together for our pastor this morning? We thank God for him, his beautiful wife and daughter are here. We are thankful, thankful, thankful to be here on this great, great Sunday morning. This is the day. Come on. I said this is the day. This is the day that God has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So glad for all of you who are worshiping with us. You made it through the rain, the storm and the rain, but you made it here this morning. And we are excited about that. And all of our visitors, we're excited. If you're tuning in with us, I, I see our brothers and our sisters who are waving at me this morning. Come on. To God, we give the glory for you. And um, if you are listening to us online, we're thankful for you. However you are tuning in, I welcome you on behalf of our officers here, our pastor, our leaders. Welcome to the St. Paul online. To God, we give the glory. I have some good news that I want to share with you. Um, You know that we have been collecting money for the Charlotte Rescue Mission. We have as of September the 4th, collected $29,771.45. Oh, come on here, somebody. You can do better than that. Come on, this is 60% of our goal. Now, we want to be a blessing, and um, thank you for continuing to make contributions, and we encourage you, if you have some money that you want to give, you can do that today. So to God, we give the glory. And um, we also, at at some point, Pastor, when he comes back, he will talk to us about our assistance to the city of Jackson, Mississippi. We know that our brothers and sisters there are having a difficult time. So we want to be a blessing to them as well. Amen. One of the things that I love and know about St. Paul Church, this is a giving church. Come on, this is a giving church. A giving church. And to God we give the glory. We got a video. Okay, let us watch the video. Thank you,
2: thank you. It's not in my notes, so we got a video. Today is September the 11th, 2022. 21 years ago, on a Tuesday, our country and this world was shaken to its core by what happened to Twin Towers on 9/11, to the Pentagon in Washington D.C as well as that feel in Pennsylvania. And so on this summer day, we take just a moment to pause and reflect upon the lives that were lost, as well as those service women and men who gave of themselves to ensure that no more lives were taken. So it's my hope that during the prayer time that this is brought to the forefront as a moment of remembrance. With that being shared, I just wanna share several observations with you. For those who don't know me, I'm Reverend Dr. Robert Charles Scott, senior pastor here at the St. Paul Church. And of course, I am away on this Sunday uh, in St. Louis with my good friend and brother, the Reverend Dr. Freddie James Clark at the Shalom Church, City of Peace. Just wanna share uh, several observations with you all, of course, on things that are getting ready to take place here at St. Paul Church, not only this week, but in the weeks to come. First of all, St. Paul, I want to thank you as well as our guests and friends who have helped us to raise $29,771.45 toward our $50,000 goal to help the Charlotte Rescue Mission. Uh, we have raised 6% of our goal, and we're only a little more than $20,000 away from reaching that goal. And it is my hope and prayer. That in the near future that we will reach that goal and we will be presenting a check to the Charlotte Rescue Mission for the amount that you all out of your generosity have given. I just want to pause to say that St. Paul is one of the most generous churches that I know and God is going to bless us because of this generosity and I want to encourage you in that. Also, we're going to be trying to give $5,000 to the General Missionary Baptist State Convention of Mississippi to help them in their efforts as far as assistance in the city of Jackson. They're being inundated with water right now, but there's some other things that they need and we're going to give them aid and assistance from our church for at least $5,000. As far as that's concerned, let me just share that today we will be resuming our children and youth teaching at two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, we want you to go to our website to figure out how to sign up to participate in this class. And, um, Enjoy that moment of teaching as far as our young people are concerned on the fourth weekend of this month September the 24th and the 25th is going to be our annual men's day weekend Uh, on September 24th we're going to have a prayer breakfast at the Reedy Creek Park indoor shelter number three number three uh, on Saturday at nine o'clock and then on Sunday the men will lead us in worship as we welcome our guest preacher the Reverend Dr. Harold A Carter jr the senior pastor of the new shallow baptist church in baltimore maryland registration is open today for the prayer breakfast we have a space of 100 men so please register by tuesday september the 20th so we'll have an accurate account of the brothers that we're looking to be in attendance looking forward to starting back up our bible study better known as tnt thursday noon thursday night teaching here uh that will take place on this thursday at noon And also at seven o'clock, our classes will be live and online at noon. So uh, we look forward to having you to join us as far as that is concerned. On the third Sunday, which will be next Sunday, our children and youth worship experience better known as impact will resume. Um, Minister Joshua Jordan will be providing leadership for that. And this is going to be taking place on the second and third Sunday. And so next Sunday and then in October, we'll be back full swing. Parents and volunteers, look out for correspondence from Minister Joshua Jordan on how to pre-roll your child and uh, the safety and security measures that we have as far as our impact worship services are concerned. Well, I so look forward to being back in the pulpit um, with you all on next Sunday. And we're going to continue our series from uh, Galatians chapter three. Uh, We're looking forward to the Lord blessing us with a mighty word. And so um, pray for me and I'll be praying for you all. I miss you all immensely. Can't wait to be back in your presence in physical form. Pray for Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. He will be preaching the word today. And um, we'll look forward to the Lord using him in a mighty and a magnificent way. Until then, God bless you all. I love you all. Miss you all. Can't wait to see you.
0: Come on, let's give God some praise for our senior pastor, Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Thankful for him for giving us our observations today. I want us to keep in our prayers, um, my brothers and my sisters, the family of disciple Brother Bobby Gill. He is the father of Sister Ethel Truesdale. His services will be held this Wednesday, September the 14th at St. Paul Baptist Church. The the quiet hour will be at 11 o'clock a.m., And the service will be held at 12 o'clock noon. Also, I want to ask you all to keep in your prayers, the family of Sister Mona Teasley. She is a sister of disciples, Sister Patricia Knotts, Sister Ruth Lockett, Brother Lawrence Teasley, and Brother Larry Teasley. Her services will be held on Thursday, September 15th at the Greer Funeral Service Chapel in Charlotte. The quiet hour will be held at 11 o'clock a.m. and the service will be held at 12 o'clock noon we also want you all to keep in your thoughts and your prayers the family of disciples sister virginia lloyd she is the mother of Disciple sister linda caldwell her services were held yesterday we had a beautiful homegoing celebration of her life we also want you to keep in your thoughts and prayers the family of brother walter huntley the father of disciples sister florence hall his services were held this past Tuesday, September 6th, at the A. E. Greer and Sons Funeral Home here in Charlotte. Also, keep in your thoughts and prayers the family of Sister Mabel G. Hooks. She's the mother of disciple of Brother James Hooks, and also additional family members, daughter-in-law, disciple Janetta, Janita Hooks, and grandchildren um, Brother Christian Hooks and Sister Casey Hooks. So um, we want you to keep them in your thoughts and in your prayers. We also want to keep in our prayers um, individuals who are having surgery or a specific illness in hospitals, uh, Gwendolyn Caldwell, Thomas Fisher, James Lowry, Deborah McCullough, Lizbeth Summers, Scott Tumberland, Reverend Dr. Paul Drummond and Sister Thomasina Drummond. You will see other names um, that will be scrolling on the screen. But we want to keep those individuals in our prayers, all of the individuals who are experiencing bereavement at this time. We want to make sure that we take take some time, take some of our personal time and give God some praise for them and pray for them. Amen. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments as we go to God in prayer? Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. God, you are a good God to us. You are a mighty God to us. God, we pause for just a few moments because we want to lift up those individuals who are experiencing illness and sickness Those individuals who are experiencing bereavement. One of the things that we do know, God, is that you already know what we're dealing with. God, you already know how we are experiencing loss and how we're experiencing illness. And God, because you already know, we know that you're already doing something about it. God, we say thank you. Thank you, Father, because you kept us all last night. Thank you, Father, because you kept us from all hurt, harm, and danger. Oh, God, some of us shouldn't be here because that car missed us this week. And, God, we say thank you. Thank you, oh, God, because some of us should be sick and in the hospital. But, God, because you stepped in. You stepped in the middle of that situation, oh God. We know we are here today because of who you are. God, we give you honor. We give you praise because you are a good God. You are better to us than we even to ourselves. Oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus as we are thinking about those individuals on September 11th. Oh God, we know exactly where we were, each and every one of us. Oh, God, we know exactly where we were. Oh, God, but our brothers and our sisters who experienced loss, we pray for their families today. Oh, God, thank you for keeping our country. Thank you for bringing our country back together, God. God, thank you because now we are a better people. We are better people, oh God, because you stepped in the middle of this situation. I know what the devil meant for evil. God, you mean for good. So God, we pray in the name of Jesus that you can bring some good out of all of our sorrow. God, bring good out of all of our tragedies. God, bring some good out of everything that we have gone through and we are going through right now. God, we trust you today. We know, oh God, that you are able, you're able to do exceedingly and abundantly above what we ask or think. God, we say thank you. Thank you, oh God, for being that kind of God who steps in the middle of every one of our harmful situations. God, we thank you. We thank you, oh God. We bless your name. God, thank you for being a part of our worship today. God, thank you for our preacher that's going to stand on the wall and preach your word. God, I pray that you touch Minister Stevenson right now in the name of Jesus. Touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet. God, I pray that you wrap your loving arms around him. Allow his words to be your words. God, he doesn't want to speak of himself but God allow him to speak your unadulterated truth today in such a way that somebody will hear the word today and cry out I yield I yield what must I do to be saved God we just pray and we ask that you save somebody today oh God create in somebody a clean heart renew a right spirit within somebody for God we want to be right we want to be saved And we want to be whole. So God saved today in a mighty way. God, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. And we bless your holy and your righteous name. Come on, everybody. Let's give God some praise. If you believe the prayer, if you trust, if you trust and believe that God is going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. He's going to do some things that we've been asking him for. There are some prayers that some of you have prayed 20, 30 years ago that you're now seeing the fruit of it. So I want you to keep praying. Come on, I want you to keep praying. I want you to keep praying because God hears and he answers all of our prayers. Do you believe that today? Oh, come on. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You got to believe. You got to believe that God is a hearing, but he's also an answering God. I've seen him do it. <laughs> I see somebody out there also see it. You see it. You seen it. You seen it. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Some of those prayers that mama prayed. <laughs> you ought to put your hands together. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. God will do exactly what he said he would do. Oh, come on. I see some witnesses out there. I see you. I see you. I see you. Oh, hallelujah. Some things you prayed about years ago, you're now seeing the manifestation of all of those things. Hallelujah. God, I feel your anointing. I feel your anointing in here. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I feel God's anointing in here. Oh God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, it's giving time now. Oh God giving is a part of our worship. It is not something in addition to what we do. It is what we do. Giving is a part of who we are as a people. And we give because God gave to us. (laughs) God gave to us. He's the greatest giver. Can anybody be honest about that? God is a giver. He gave us his son. (laughs) That's the greatest gift of all. And so all we're asking you to do today is to give back to God, give back to God, that which he has blessed you with. Does anybody feel blessed today? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the blessed people in the building, blessed people. You know, you know, you saw it. God healed your body. Some of you were in the hospital and he raised you up anew. Hallelujah. Some of you were sick and God healed your body. So you ought to be grateful and thankful for that. So to God, we give the glory for all of that. There are three ways you can give today. In actuality, you can, our church office is closed for public access, but we do hold limited office hours for those who desire to drop off your tithes and your offerings. Although the safest way to handle your envelopes is through our postal service. You can mail in, your um, tithes and offering, you can mail in your tithes and offering to our church office. Our address is St. Paul Baptist Church, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, North Carolina. You can also give through ACS, St. Paul Baptist Church. um Find the link to process your contributions to the Access ACS Church Management System. Or, brothers and sisters, you can give through Givelify. The digital ministers will drop a link to the Givelify giving platform here so that you can see you can give that way. You can give online. You can give through Givelify. You can mail in your offering or you can drop your offering by the church office. Let us pray. Father, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for every hand that is lifted in this place today. God, we are ready to give. We are ready, oh God, to give back to you that which you have blessed us with. Bless every person. Bless their homes. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, because of their giving, you will give back to them some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. God, we love you. We thank you. We give you the honor for what we know is going to happen. In Jesus' mighty
2: name, we pray. Well, it is offering time. And before we get ready to raise the offering as far as our work and witness and worship here in St. Paul, uh, I've asked you to help us raise $50,000 as far as the Charlotte Rescue Mission is concerned. They are building a new facility. We're considered to be one of their partners as far as that's concerned. I want you to check out this video, Miracle on Cedar Street, and see why we're doing what we're doing as far as a sense of home mission is concerned. And please, when the offering comes, give from the bottom of your heart, liberally and generously, to help us make this a working reality for Charlotte Rescue Mission.
3: When you walk into the Charlotte Rescue Mission Rebound Men's Program, it's a 92 year old building, screams 92 years old. And it contradicts the message of the ministry. We say that God loves you and has an incredible plan for your life, but we're housing men, we're putting them through counseling programs in a building. That's less than that. And it contradicts everything that we're saying. The heartbeat of Charlotte rescue mission is transformation. One word, that's it. We focus on individuals struggling with addiction and uniquely work from the inside out to address the root cause and we accomplished that by providing professional, free, Christian residential recovery services for a population that could never afford it on the open market, but it's made possible through the generosity of our donors.
1: The physical facilities are basically antiquated, out of date, but we have been, as an organization, ingenious enough to try to make it work, but There are things that cause us to say, well, if we thought really much of the folks that we're trying to serve, we'd put them in a more dignified environment. We shouldn't have uh, facilities that are not accessible to those who can't climb a couple flights of stairs. By building a new building, it sends a message that we care about the people we get, even from the first day they walk in. $75.41.
0: That's a blessing. That is because of your generosity. If you're sitting on the aisle, there are baskets at the end of the aisle. I want you to get that basket, put your offering in that basket and pass it down to the end of the aisle. And our ushers will come by. I'm sorry, our treasurers will come by and pick up that offering. Please. Well, they are helping each other. As they are collecting our offering today, our preacher today is none other than Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. Listen, you all have heard him before. Come on, come on. He's one of the associate ministers of this church. Listen, he is an anointed man of God. He's a student of the word. He is currently at Hood Theological Seminary in Salisbury, North Carolina. We're excited about that. But one of the best things about him, he is the husband of Sister Mary Stevenson, and the father, a little Isaac Stevenson, amen. And he is also anointed to preach God's word. And so I don't want us to sit and see some judgment today. I want us to listen. I want us to listen and hear the word, apply that word, and I believe that we can grow up in that word. Our choir is going to come now, but after they sing, the next voice you will hear will be that of Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. Hear ye him.
4: Lord, you are good, you've been better than good, I can't praise you enough, I owe you my life, can't praise you enough. Even if
1: just continue to be good to us in this space during this sermonic moment, God, because you've been so good to us. Thank you, Father. As I begin today, I just want to thank God. giving honor to God. Let me do it in the this way, if that's alright with y'all this morning. Giving honor to God who's the head of my life. Is that alright for somebody this morning? Is he the head of your life this morning? Ain't no need of you worrying about going, to, going down to the Panther Stadium with the quarterback that they got now. Somebody should be giving God some praise right now. Somebody should be standing on their feet giving God
5: praise right
1: robert charles scott give him a hand clap somebody should be able to thank him he's almost like i can't remember the name the hardest working man in showbiz is what i'm telling a husband a father a pastor a leader he wears so many different hats and i thank him every time i see him because of the seeds that he has planted in me And so many other young ministers who have come along the way. And I thank God for him. Give your pastor a hand clap of praise this morning. And certainly we want to thank this choir for setting the tone this morning for our worship service. And certainly we thank each and every one of you, my God's children, this morning. Been away preaching, but I tell you, when it's good when they get called and asked to preach at home, it's just something different when you're preaching with family. I told my wife, I said, well, at least I feel like I have at least a couple more amens this morning, even if they just feel bad for me. We family, ain't that right? Say it, Paul. But I don't want to hold you long today. I know that's in the in the Baptist phase. Holding you long means about two hours and we have about three different closes. But I, I promise I'll, if you amen, then we'll get you on out of here. I know somebody says it's the first week of football and I'm trying to get home. So we'll get you out. All right. But there is a word from on high. And if you would, if you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me in the first Samuel, beginning at the 15th chapter at the 34th verse and that's 1st Samuel the 15th chapter beginning at the 34th verse and it reads then Samuel left for Ramah but Saul went up to his home in Gibeah of Saul until the day Samuel died he did not go see Saul again though Samuel mourned for him and the Lord was grieved That he had made Saul king over Israel. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? Since I have rejected him as the king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil. Be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one that I indicate. May the Lord have a blessing over the reading, hearing of the word. Reading is one thing, hearing is another, but application is most important. I would like to talk today for just a few moments of your time, trusting God. Through the adjustment. Trusting God through the adjustment. If you would, please bow your head with me for a word of prayer. Dearly, Father God, we come now to this sermonic moment. God, but as we come to this moment, God, I ask that you would just hide me behind. And God, that you would just fill me. That way preacher and people can be on one accord. Father, for I have done the work of the text. For I have studied and I have read. I read and I have studied. But Father, I can't do anything unless you come. It is by your power only, God, that I stand in this moment. So be with me today, God. It is in your son's name that we do pray and give thanks. Amen. Amen. Trusting God through the adjustments. As we begin to look at our life since 2020, we have had to make some shifts in many different areas of our lives. We thought that the year 2020, somebody said, it's going to be a new year of new vision. But as we have found out since December of 2019, at 1159, speaking of a new year that it was going to be yours to claim, you had already named it and claimed it, hadn't you? For many of us, it was going to be a new year and a new you. Somebody said, no, it wasn't going to be a new year and a new you. It was going to be a new year and a new booth. That God was going to send somebody my way in 2020. But then 2020 hit. And before we know it, we found ourselves quarantining. And for two long years, we had to listen to crazy conspiracy theories, vaccine deniers, and fights over mask mandates. You couldn't catch feelings. All you could do was catch feelings because you had no way of catching flights. Our lives from 2020 to now have been full of adjustments. Many have discovered that their financial portfolios were underfunded and churches even found out that they were not equipped for the digital space. I can still remember the first time I walked into the sanctuary here at St. Paul to fulfill a pulpit assignment. The sanctuary was empty. There was nobody here. As a matter of fact, you could almost hear your own thoughts. There was only three people on the choir stand. I almost called my wife when I left because I almost broke down in tears. I had gotten used to the hymn choir, singing. I had gotten used to having full capacity. I had gotten used to Pop Woodard sitting right there giving me the thumbs up and just nodding his head. I had gotten used to life as it was, St. Paul. I had become accustomed to these things that we did here at St. Paul. But the more I came to stand in this pulpit, the more I had to get used to the new adjustment that life had brought. We now find ourselves living in the new normal. We've had to adjust the way that we work, the way that we worship, and the way that we live. Life for many of us will never be the same again. And we find ourselves now adjusting to this new normal. But I've learned that regardless of the adjustments that life brings, that I can still trust God, even in the adjustments of life. Yes, my brothers and sisters, while things may have changed, God is still the same. We still serve a God who sits on a throne. But we also serve a God who still walks with me and talks with me and tells me that I am his own. Even if we have faced difficult times, not just in COVID, but even in our own lives. That I've come to discover that I can still trust God. Even in the moments that life adjusts. Is there anybody in the house this morning with me that knows that there's been times in your life that you've changed, but that God is still the same. That even as we face life, life may not always be easy, but... Regardless of what life does and the things that we've planned out, that even in our own human emotions, God is not moved by the changes of life. And that's what I love about God. My friends may be moved. My family may be moved. Even my job may be moved by the adjustments that life brings. But God is still the same. Because God is God and I can cast all my cares on him. Do I have anybody in the house today or online that can testify that even when life threw a curveball at me, that God was still able to hit it out of the park? Are you going to celebrate with me this morning, church? That even when life shifts and things go crazy, that I've got a God that I can still trust. That even when my friends are few and my family turn their back, that I can still trust God. Do I have a witness in the house today? That can just cry out that I've tried it by myself. But I can trust God because in times of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion. He has set me upon a rock. And because He does this, I'll give all praises due to God. Do I have any saints in the house today that have witnessed life are just? But even when life are just, God is still the same. Well, my brothers and sisters, The same way we did not find ourselves adjusting in 2020 is the same way Samuel felt when he stood before God and anointed Saul as king. He could not see that things would end up so badly so quickly. He could not see that from chapter 9 to chapter 16 so many things would go so wrong. That God would literally tear the kingdom. Out of the hands of the first king of Israel. After all, Saul was tall. He was handsome. He seemed to be a good fit for office. The people said that they didn't want a politician. They wanted somebody that spoke their mind. Somebody to catch that on the way home. Got to be careful sometimes what you ask for. Israel did not want to be ruled by judges. Rather, they wanted to be ruled like all the other nations. They wanted a king. Selfish. It was a selfish act that brought them a king, and it was a selfish act that ended the king's rule. Samuel found himself knocked down by God's call to remove the kingdom from Saul. Saul, being the first king of Israel, anointed by Samuel himself, and now Saul's failures at being disobedient to God, and God has had to make an adjustment to the plan. Though Samuel anointed Saul as king, he too had to come to the realization that God had removed Saul as king. God had literally called an adjustment to the plan. And though Samuel was disappointed, he went as God instructed because God's plan was better than any that he could have. We too, like Samuel, must come to the realization, my brothers and sisters, that even when we are following God's direction, that there are times when God may make an adjustment to the plan. But we must be nimble enough to be able to change. Though we may find the change in course to be disappointed. We must trust and have faith that God is doing it for a far better outcome than what we could have ever imagined. The question I want to ask my brothers and my sisters my way my way to the body of this message is this. How do you handle... The adjustments that God makes in your life. How do you deal with the adjustments of God? Will you still trust God in the adjustment? The first thing we must realize when God makes an adjustment. Is that we must trust God enough to know. That when certain chapters in our lives have closed. I said we have to trust God enough to know. That there's times in your life that certain chapters in your life have closed. When you follow the flow of this text, you discover that in verse 35, we find a prophet who is in mourning and a God who is grieved. While the grief we see in this text is different than the way that we think about grief, but rather it is translated of regret. This is what we call in seminary anthropomorphism. And while it may be a big word, it simply means that we are attributing a human characteristic to that which is not human. Now, let me just tell you while I put that word in here this morning. So. Just so y'all know, the Deacons Family Ministry awarded me a scholarship for seminary. I know Joe out here trying to help us out a little bit, but they awarded me a scholarship. And so just to let them know they didn't give it to a fool, I just figured I'd throw at least one big seminary word. If that's all right with y'all, thank you, Sister Dot. I saw you in the building this morning. Just want to let them know that they didn't give the money to a fool. Let me put at least one word in this thing. So anthropomorphism, just follow me now. All it means is that we are attributing a human characteristic to that which is not human. We know that in order to serve God, John 4 and 24 reminds us that what? That we must serve God in spirit because God is spirit. So if we're going to worship God, we have to worship God in what? Spirit and? There you go. Somebody went to vacation Bible school, got the butter cookies and the Kool-Aid. All right. You with me now? And so that God is spirit. The Old Testament often gives God human characteristics just to help us understand God's way so we can relate to God better from our humanistic standpoint. So God is grieved and a prophet is in mourning. Here's what I've found from the text, not for something they've done, but rather from Saul's disobedience. And I've discovered, let me drop this on somebody who might be dealing with something this morning. I've discovered that sometimes you may not do anything to folks, but you remind them that you are a source of their pain. Not that you are the source of their pain, but you are a reminder of the source of their pain. But follow the flow of the text, if you will, and do me a favor. I know we don't, you know, everybody has digital phones nowadays. Don't nobody carry the big Bible grandma used to keep on the coffee table. So, but, it, but if you follow the flow of the text with me, anybody that has their Bible open, uh, tell in, that, in verse 35, what is the last thing that you see in the text? The, if, as you look at the text, the last thing you see at the text, somebody may look and says it's Israel. And that's what I thought too. And so as I was wrestling with this text, I said, God, what are you trying to show me? I tell people all the time. I drive my wife crazy. Sometimes i will be in office talking to myself. Pastor Moss helped me. He says sometimes just make sure you answer yourself so you know somebody's home. So therefore I'm talking and answering myself, but I'm really in there wrestling with God. And God said, you see Israel, but that's not what I see. I see a period. Here's what God said to me. There's a period there which lets me know that this is the conclusion of the verse, and thereby the conclusion of the chapter. But what we see in chapter 16 is that Samuel is still mourning for Saul in the first part of the next chapter. My brothers and my sisters, you have to know that when God has put a period at the end of the chapters, that you have to stop carrying over the same hurt, the same pain into the chapter of your new life. You keep carrying over the same toxic people into the new season, God says, I put a period. There's a reason God has made a shift in your circumstances. And how dare you continue to carry the same mess in the newness of life? We all need adjustments made at times from certain friends who mean you no good, family members who are always looking for a handout folks who are always making withdrawals from your spirit, but never make deposits. Somebody said, adjust me, God, from foolishness. God, God had had deemed removed and and we're still holding on to failed relationships. She done moved on and got remarried. He done moved on and got a new boot and you keep holding on. How long are you going to commiserate in your misery? God for shifting some people out of my life. And here's what I've discovered. That everybody can't go with me where God's taking me. And I've learned enough along this journey that I've got to trust God when he removes people from my life. Thank God for the periods in your life. Somebody shout, thank God for the period. Stop bringing it into your new chapter. Stop bringing it into your new chapter. The second thing I love about this text is that we must have the acknowledgement that adjustments require you to move from your stuck position. In the first part of chapter 16, verse 1, God says to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king? But it's the next part that that allows us to see what we must do when God has shifted and made adjustments in this thing called life. God says to Samuel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. And if, if I could be transparent with you for a moment, there have been times in my life that I have been knocked down. And I'm pretty sure somebody can agree that you've been knocked down at moments in your life and not sure if you are ever going to get back up. But I think we have to be real right where we are. The truth is that Samuel was knocked down in his grief. He was knocked down in his disappointment. And I love what God does because too many of us are too fickle. We always try to be too churchy. We don't want to be too blessed to be stressed. No, he was knocked down in his disappointment. And I like what God does. God does not dismiss his pain. God says, how long will you mourn? In other words, I recognize what you're going through. Thank you, God, for recognizing that even when church folk won't recognize my stress, that you still are a God who recognizes me. You got to be real about where you are. You can't fix what you won't face. The truth is that Samuel was knocked down in his grief. He was knocked down in his disappointment. And we have to stop allowing this false notion and these false ideas that we will never go through things. Or when we go through things, we can just, you know how we do, we just, yeah, praise God from whom all blessings flow. Everything's all right. I'm blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Get out in the car and all you got tears everywhere, crying. You don't want people to see it. It's all right. This is a hospital. Bring your cares to God. Because I believe if we can be truthful, I believe I can help somebody understand that sometimes in life, when you're knocked down, it might require Jesus and a therapist. It might require Jesus and some medicine. But at some point, you've got to find a way to get up from your stuck position. And, and, and here's why. Because the worst thing that Satan can do is let me get to my feet, get to my feet, get to my feet. Somebody said, get to your feet, get to your feet. That's the worst thing Satan can do is allow me to get to my feet because if I could just find me some praying ground, if I could just cry out, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know because if thou withdraw thyself from thee, whether I shall I go, if I could just get to my feet, Yeah, 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 I believe somebody said right now that if I can get to my feet, I can just cry that on Christ the solid rock I stand. No other ground, all other ground is sinking sand. Get to your feet. God recognizes his mourning and acknowledges his pain. But you've got to stop staying in your misery. You can't just wallow in your misery and in your pain. And God says to him, Feel your horn, be on your way. And I declare to somebody right now, get up from your stuck place and be on your way. God has got an assignment for you. You can't fill your assignment while you're stuck where you're at. Get up, get up, get up, get up from your stuck place. Told you I won't be for you long. This is my last thing. This is the first Baptist close. We got two more, okay. <laughs> Lastly, we must trust that when God makes an adjustment to the plan, He does not do so without providing provision. That's a blessing to somebody right now going through something. You're going through something and you don't know what God is taking you. And I'll be the first one to admit that oftentimes I never understand what God is doing. I've just learned to trust God, but make sure that you remember this, that the God that you serve, the God of your life does not make adjustments without providing provision. (laughs) What happens next in this text can be a little confusing, but it's beneficial for us to understand exactly what God is doing here. God tells Samuel, listen, go to Bethlehem and see Jesse because he has chosen a king from among Jesse's sons. Watch the response from Samuel, though, because in his own humanity, he asked God this. How can I go? If Saul hears about this, he will kill me. And this text helps us because, for one, God has chosen his own king this time. Because the first king was not chosen by God, it was chosen by Israel. Uh, Saul was not God's king, but a king chosen by the people. But what is interesting here is that after all of what Samuel has witnessed, he is still questioning whether or not God can protect him. But doesn't that sound like many of us as well? We've watched all the things that God has kept us from, And yet we still stress and we still worry whether or not God can. The choice and the question for God is not if God can, but if it's in God's will to do so. And that's why I like, because Jude puts it this way. He says, now unto him who's able somebody going to know some, And and, and so he says that we serve a God who is able and has the power to keep you and protect you from all things. And here's what I like about it. Most of the things that I have come against me are things that I've done myself. So I still trust God to keep me even in my own foolishness. Uh, But God does two things in the portion of this text. Follow me, if you will. The first thing he does is he provides provision. Is that he tells Samuel, do this. Take a heifer or a young cow with you to be sacrificed. The reason God did this is because Bethlehem was not a normal place that judges went. So what God does is he says, take that with you for a sacrifice where the sacrifice is a common practice, but you being in Bethlehem is not. So when the elders come to you running and trembling, you can assure them that you're here only for the sacrifice. Watch this now. And and since you're only here for the sacrifice, now it provides you two things. Because now not only do I find I have a way out for Saul to not hear about you, but I also provide a way for you to meet Jesse at a cookout. With his sons. Watch this now. And so the Lord said in the next thing that the king would come out of Jesse's house. So invite him over to this social peace offering. And by doing this, you won't have to worry about anything because you're not only going to be taken care of, you're going to be taken care of and I'm going to provide a meet and greet. Samuel is the same God, the God who provided protection for the Samuel. Is the same God who provides provision and protection for you and me. We often find it hard to trace God in the silence of our despair. But we must remember that even when I can't trace God, I've got to learn to trust God. The question for you, St. Paul, this morning and those online is can you still trust God even when you can't trace God? When we can't see or understand God's plan, we must trust that God's plan is better for my life than the plan that I've had. I've discovered this, St. Paul, that God does not work by humanity's time clock. You know how I know, let me tell you. Because when I was in school, I know they've changed some things, but when I was in school, two plus five equals seven. Is that still? Okay, it's been a little while. But on God's time, Two plus five equals 5,000 men plus women eating a fish dinner on a church anniversary. God doesn't work by humanity's time clock. Somebody said he just had two pieces of tilapia and and, and some red lobster biscuits. And thank you, God, for the blessing. Because what you do is not work by humanity's time clock. Thank you, God. And, and, And here's what I don't want you to miss. Because God says in the text, I don't want you to miss this because this is important. God said, listen here, Samuel, listen here, I'm going to do something else for you, even in this is for free. Samuel said, God said, I'm going to do something for you for free. Come in, Samuel. Because I know you still, even though that was back a few few, uh, verses ago, I know you still in your feelings about this whole Saul thing. Uh, So here's what I'm going to do for you. I I, I want you to go and I'm going to provide you another chance to get this thing right. Take that all with you to Bethlehem. And, And because this time what you did for man... You will do for God. In other words, I provided you a way not to make the same mistake twice. This time you are following me. And when you follow me, I don't make any mistakes. Is anybody in the house today know that we serve a God that is not a God of mistakes? You're not here in this sanctuary by accident. I don't care what they told you. The God that you serve has you here for a reason. Thank God. Somebody can testify that I've tried it my own way and it didn't work out. But when I tried it God's way, I don't know how he did it. All I know is that he worked it out for my good. God is not only a God who protects, but a God who provides. Let me, if I could finish this thing. This is my second close. I probably ain't going to do three. So let me could, if I could tell you about another adjustment that God made. Because when Adam came on the scene, he couldn't get it right. He liked fruit too much. And and God said, I got to make an adjustment to the plan. And So then Noah came on the scene and, and he liked Jack Daniels and Boone's farm a little too much. So God said, listen, I've got to make another adjustment to the plan. So David came on the scene, but he had a problem with peeping Tom. So God said, I've got to make another adjustment to the plan. But that's all right. Jesus said, ain't no need for no more adjustment. He came to the Father and said, God, I tell you what, let me tell you what I'll do. I'll wrap myself up in humanity's flesh. Step down through time and space. Ain't no more adjustments needed to this plan. God said, listen, I'll come down there. Somebody said that it was early, but that they put him in a tomb on a Friday night. But when they put him in the tomb, it was a borrowed tomb. When you borrow something, somebody said you're going to have to give it back. So what he said was, Old man Death said, well, I guess we got him now. We're going to have to make another adjustment. Jesus got up and said, ain't no more adjustments to the plan. I am the plan. (laughs) I've just learned to trust God through the adjustments of my life. It doesn't matter what it looks like. All I know is that I serve a God. The question is, can you trust God? Through the adjustment of your life. Thank you God for the adjustment. 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 Is anybody excited about the adjustment to your life? Thank you God there's no need for an adjustment anymore. Be blessed.
0: Come on, everybody standing. Put your hands together in here. What a word. What a word. What a word. We have heard this morning. You can do better than that. Were you blessed by the word? Come on, were you blessed by the word? Did the word help anybody today? Hallelujah. We thank minister Jeffrey Stevenson because he allowed the Lord to use him this morning to bless us. To God we give the glory. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Father, we love you and we thank you. Thank you, Father, for this word. Thank you for minister Jeffrey Stevenson. And, God, we know because of this word, many of us have made adjustments. And then there are many of us who need to make adjustments. And so, God, I pray and I lift them up to you right now in the name of Jesus. They're here today. We ask, oh, God, that you touch them. Touch them one by one and name by name. God, if they want to join the church, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would give them the power. To join us. God we pray that you give them the power. To make a decision today. And make that decision. For Jesus Christ. Lord we love you so much. And Lord we thank you. Amen. Amen. Listen if you've been blessed by this word. After hearing such a powerful word today. We want you to make a decision. For Jesus Christ. And there's several ways that you can do that today. You can make a decision for Christ if you've never been baptized. You can come on baptism today. You can come and give your life to the Lord. That's the first thing. As our deacons are in the aisles, we want you to begin to think about where you are in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Really begin to think about it. Because a lot of times we don't think about, am I the person that God has called me to be? Am I the person that God needs me to be? I want to be a better me. If you've never been baptized, I want to say to you that you can join the St. Paul through baptism today. If you're also here, some of you may want to join through watch care. That is if you belong to a church somewhere else and you're just here in charlotte for just a little while you can join our church through watch care and we will watch for you you can become a part of our church that way but you can also join our church through christian um, experience if you've already been baptized if you've already accepted the lord into your life you can join our church today through christian experience so the doors of the church are open and they are open for you if you thought about it if you are here today and you want to join our church, we say welcome to St. Paul Baptist Church. There are many ways that you can join. If you are watching us online, listen, you want to join. We want you to put in the chat, connect. You can connect to us. One of our Digi ministers will connect with you. Um, within 24 hours and you can then become a full member of this church. So we encourage you today. If you are here after this powerful word today, if you want to accept the Lord into your life, we invite you to come just as you are. And I want to say to you that you don't have to clean yourself up because that's where some people get confused. They think that they have to get themselves ready. To meet the Lord, to join the church, to be baptized. I want to tell you, you need to come like I came. I came toe up from the floor. Yes, I did. There's some more people in here that say the same thing. They did not have everything together. They were messed up. But yet they came to the Lord. That's what I love about God. He does not look at you perfect individuals. He gives you an opportunity to get better. Hallelujah. We are a messed up people who serve a perfect God. Oh, come on somebody. We ought to get excited in here. We ought to be excited in here. We are talking to those individuals who are here and they need to make some adjustments in their life. We all had to make those same adjustments in our lives. We haven't been in church all of our lives. You know, all of us, so if you're here, if you're watching us, I want to say to you today, today can be the first day of a new life for you. Come on, we're clapping. We're opening our doors. The doors of the church are open. And they are open to you. My brother. My sister. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. If you are here today. I say come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Just as you are. We're waiting on you. This word today spoke life to many of us. Oh, it spoke life to me. Oh, I think about all the adjustments I've had to make in my own life. And so if you're here today, if you are watching us, please let us know. Please let us know. You can call the church. If you don't have a way to connect to us on Facebook, Messenger, you can call our church. 704-334-5309. You can call, leave a message. Someone will contact you back within 24 hours. Amen. Amen. Have you all been blessed by the word? Did God not use minister Jeffrey Stevenson today? Come on, everybody. Come on. Let's give God some praise for the word. Thank you. We got to trust God through the adjustments. Amen. Amen. I know I've had to trust him. Oh, I've had a lot of adjustments in my life. And I'm thankful today. I'm thankful, my brothers and my sisters, for you all joining us today. Thank you for being here. Thank you, oh God, that you have heard a word today. And hopefully that word has blessed your life. Come on, put your hands together. I want to say thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you. I want to say thank you to... Our choir. I want to say thank God for our ministers and I want to thank God for our deacons, all of you who are here. Thank you for our ushers. Thank you all so much. Thank y'all. You, you know, I don't think that people really know um, <laughs> when you stand behind this desk <laughs> and all of the little things that you've got to keep <laughs> together. I hope you all are a forgiving people. <laughs> Some days we get it right. And some days things kind of slip through the crack. But I thank God for you, for loving us. Come on, thank you for loving us through our mistakes. And we love God. Let us look to the Lord for dismissal soul. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and dominion, both now and forevermore. Amen. Let's sing our doxology.